0: Hi, I'm Adrian. Welcome to another chat. This time about a beautiful wine estate in a very interesting part of the Western Cape, South Africa. Valderstown Wine and Leisure Estate. Valderstown translates as Valley of the Wagon Makers, so named towards the end of the 17th century when the area was settled by the French Huguenots who brought with them the art of wine and wagon making. The Khunenburg farm, now Valderstown, was proclaimed back in 1699. And it's about an hour from Cape Town offering four- and five-star accommodation, wine tasting, two restaurants, and a spa. The abandoned farm was purchased in 2006 by the Entwistle's brothers Craig and Stuart, and Stuart's wife, Catherine, who brought with them a wealth of experience in property development, business management, and accounting. They worked tirelessly for five years to restore the property and reintroduce new varieties of vines after the previous owner farmed mainly fruit on the land. In September 2019, at the 7th Annual Cape Winelands District Municipality's Mayoral Tourism Awards, now there's a tongue twister, Val de Chiron was the winner in the wine tourism destination category. And having stayed there twice, I heartily endorse that accolade and the many awards their wines have garnered. Stuart and Cathy live on their estate. Cathy holds a Masters of Commerce, a higher diploma in company law, and a certificate in corporate governance. At 26, she was the youngest business leader of multinational insurance company Alexander Forbes. She subsequently qualified as a winemaker and applies her business acumen in developing the VDC wine brand. Kathy, when I first met you, Volishwan was a relatively unknown wine name in South Africa, although you won silver and gold medals with your very first entries. That was because at the time, pretty much all of the state wines, as well as the girlfriend's lifestyle wines, were being exported to the USA and you were battling to keep pace with demand. That was back in 2013. Between then and my next visit, and bumping into you at travel shows, you are hardly in South Africa it seemed. China, Europe, and 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 I expect your Mandarin to be pretty good by now.
1: <laughs> I wish I have ba- I've got the basics. I can say Joe, which is wine. Okay. Um, yeah, we went through a phenomenal growth phase, um, expanding our exports into all of those markets. As well as engaging with tour operators on that side to exploit our agritourism side of the business, bringing groups from all over the world to South Africa and, in particular, Wellington, which is one of the lesser known regions in the South African winelands.
0: Let's talk a bit more about the agritourism, what that is exactly, and how it's working for you.
1: Waldish aims to give guests the grape to glass experience. So, we like to get our clients involved in every aspect of winemaking, be it from harvesting through to bottling and labelling, and of course my favourite part, which is the drinking. Uh When guests come and visit us, we've got two different restaurants on the property where you can enjoy different cuisine combined with the estate's wines. We also present wine tastings, cellar tours, and after all of that eating and drinking, we give two options for guests to sleep over. We have a four-star and a five-star hotel. We also have other recreational activities for guests to enjoy, including our spa and the mountain bike trails.
0: When I visited, Kathy, wine walks were, were a really cool and unusual thing for guests, not just to you, but to the area to experience. I don't know, has COVID-19 hit that on the head or are they still going on?
1: No, wine walks are still going on. It's very much been um, a local-based initiative and with the relaxation and travel rules and regulations, we are seeing a return of our wine walkers. COVID has changed the agritourism whole facade, and we've gone from huge groups down to the more intimate group, which is what the Wellington Wine Walks offer. So it's eight to 10 people, usually all very good friends or family. It is contained and an intimate experience, which people are looking for at the moment. We've also got the fresh air aspects that everybody is looking to enjoy, having been locked up for so long.
0: Just to explain a bit more about how the wine walks work, a group of people get together and they traipse by foot, on foot, from one wine estate to the other, tasting, sampling as they go and buying. But there's a support vehicle, if you like, to carry your cases of wine for you. And you stay at different places and they often end up at Val de Chiron, or they might start and end at Val de In between wine travel and managing property interests in Johannesburg, you and Stuart love being mum and dad to your lovely Ursh on the farm. And I suppose the global COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdown in South Africa has meant more home time, though a heck of a state for the halted liquor industry. We'll touch on that, but tell us first about your transition from actuary to wine estate owner, from Johannesburg to farm life. What was the inspiration?
1: Well, this is now almost 16 years ago since we bought Val de Chiron and quite honestly at that stage I think the concept was it would be great fun to drink wine in a very beautiful environment um, and escape the city. So we made this emigration down to the Cape Winelands to this beautiful topried environment that we live in and we've never worked so hard as a result. um i moved from actually to winemaker i went back to university and um expanded my qualification from not just drinking the product through to actually understanding the chemistry and science behind it as well it's been a journey and a hell of a learning curve along the way and yes you're quite right this whole COVID thing i have spent more time at home than i have in the last 20 years (laughs) i've been marketing products all over the world proudly south african from wine to hospitality. And it has been very different to be on site, getting my fingers dirty in the cellar once again, doing a lot of the actual production myself again. And yeah, we've been privileged that we've got this amazing space in which we could wander freely. And for Ursula, our daughter who's only 10, to enjoy and still be able to go out and play. So that's been fantastic. I must say the homeschooling was not fantastic. I'm not meant to homeschool my child, I'm, <laughs> and I'm very grateful that the schools have gone back, even if it's on a limited capacity.
0: I've often heard that, in order to make a little money in the wine business, you have to start with a lot of money. Any truth in that? After all, with around 600 producers in a relatively small area, it's very competitive.
1: It is extremely competitive. Winemaking and setting up an estate such as Waldershorn is an extremely long-term project. The initial startup costs are prohibitive, but once you're there, eventually there will be a return. Um, As you can see, a lot of our farms down here very seldom change hands. They remain in the same families for hundreds of years. And it's that kind of legacy that allows one eventually to recoup that initial capital outlay. But as I always say, the best bottle of wine is the sole bottle of wine, and we're very appreciative of the moment of our online orders and our exports um, and our markets slowly coming back to life.
0: But I guess your return isn't just in financial terms. It's it's a way of life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is a lifestyle move, um, and that is what we like our guests to share with us. When you come to Val de you're really coming into our home, and we appreciate being able to share the beauty with our visitors, be it to the restaurants or our hotel accommodation.
0: What I love about Val is the sense of fun, irreverence that you and Stuart bring. The theatre of wine, which had me blushing and laughing, the absence of stuffiness. And someone wrote that if you are looking for a winery that isn't yet up its own spittoon, I love that, head straight for Boer Road, which is where you are situated. Is it something in the local water or the wine?
1: I think we've got a lot of characters in our wine industry down here. Wellington being a little bit off the beaten track still has that authenticity where you can meet the owner, you can meet the winemaker and to literally enjoy the product with them and the beauty that surrounds it. We try to make it accessible for everybody. We're not just focusing on a fine dining spit or swallow experience. We'd like you to sit down, relax and actually enjoy it. And that's why we also provide family-friendly options. So mom and dad can relax with their bottle of wine whilst the kids enjoy themselves too. Because at the end of the day, this farm is all about a family experience.
0: In my pigeon and limited wine language, I described your wines as typically smooth, which is why I loved your Malbec. I normally find it a bit sharp for my taste, but it was my favorite back in 2017. And I'm awaiting a few that I haven't yet sampled. Without going full wine tasting on me, please expand on your terroir, your top varietals or blends, and your aims as far as wine style goes.
1: We're an unusual farm for Wellington in that we face due south, which means we're actually cooler than any of the other farms in our valley. We get an additional two hours of shade, and that allows us to develop our white wines. We have some unusual varietals, and our focus in our plantings is on our Chardonnay and Pinot Gris both of which are done in a very fruit-forward style with that elegance of the French influence which gives you the smoothness that you alluded to. But Wellington is typically a Mediterranean climate we get extremes of temperature from snow during our winter months to our 40 plus degree days. So our red wines thrive here too and hence the Malbec that you so enjoyed. In fact, our Valley is very well known for our Malbecs. As such, we focus on our Cabernets and our Syrahs. And in fact, we have 17 different varietals. So it is our red blends, which are truly our signatures that give an expression of our very unique terroir for our clients to enjoy.
0: What has South Africa's hard lockdown, which shut down the liquor and hospitality industries for the better part of six months, meant for you? And what have you been doing in that time?
1: (laughs) Um, The lockdown has been fairly horrendous. It has decimated the income to the wine tourism industry. Um, We've seen a lot of retrenchment. We've shrunk from 69 staff to 20. Um, As you know, we've had a very personal experience of the COVID with both my husband and child having it. Um, My husband, in particular, being extremely ill with it. So, um, as much as one complain about the effects on the economy it is a horrendous disease that is wreaking havoc throughout our world at the moment it's been interesting being on the farm during this period in that we were after much debate with our government allowed to continue with our harvest and the production of wine we also have olives on our farm which we farmed throughout And slowly but surely, we have reopened our doors with all the necessary protocols in place, starting with accommodation for essential service workers. We then had to diversify into being a takeaway joint, um, as opposed to a formal sit-down environment with our restaurants. So we've changed our mindset. A lot of our suppliers have fallen victim to the terrible state of our South African economy and closed. So we've had quite a time sourcing new guys, a lot more local, uh, which I think is important and appreciated during this period of our lives. So it's been busy and it's been very difficult to stay motivated, I must admit, <laughs> but it has been busy. And of course, we've had the wretched homeschooling um, just to make it a little bit more interesting. I was trying to balance this as well. Um, Our Joburg business also continued. So having to do that long distance, we've all embraced our Zoom and our Skype and (laughs) our creativity and ingenuity in trying to keep ourselves afloat has been well and truly stretched. (laughs) But I think we are coming out of it now. Um, As you mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of sun in the sky and hopefully with warmer temperatures, we see this dreadful virus disappear. And... A little bit of our routine and lifestyle coming back
0: well you guys have always been creative and it and you do things your own way i i remember when your posterior was part of a franchise even then you were massaging the rules and i'm sure you are still doing that so what are you massaging apart from the spa <laughs> uh
1: we are finally Bringing our 2020 vintage to fruition. Um, I bottled last week we will be labeling this week. We have taken the decision to reduce production, seeing as most of 2019 is still in storage. But we've got an exciting new product in our shin and Blanc, a wooded shin and Blanc um, from old vines on the farm. Vines are 35 years old. And we're hoping that that will be a new and interesting project which will be well received supporters.
0: Thanks, Kathy. And Stuart in absentia. You can read more about Valdechuan and other fabulous places and products on travelog.tv.